Welcome friends, uh, I'm Mary Beth Gassman and I serve as the Executive Director of the Samuel DeWitt Proctor Institute for Leadership, Equity and Justice. And I also have the pleasure of being a professor at Rutgers University. I'm really excited to be here with you today because our guest is Thomas Hudson, who is the president of Jackson State University in Mississippi. Welcome, Thomas. Hello, Mary Beth, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You're having a pretty good day today. Having a great day. Uh, wonderful weather here in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, and it's just an awesome day. Uh, we love summers over here. All right. I love summer too. So, um, well, let's just get to it. I've got a lot of questions for you and I'm sure, um, all of our listeners of the varying viewpoints podcast will, um, have, uh, a lot of interest in what you have to say. So I guess one of the first questions I wanted to ask is I know that you were named president in November of 2020, um, which uh, is an interesting time, which we'll talk a little bit more about in, in a minute. But I'm curious if you could tell our listeners a bit about your background before becoming president um, of Jackson State. What can you share with us? Uh, sure. And first of all, I'd like to thank you for the uh, opportunity to be a part of this podcast and really uh, speak more about what's the great things that are happening at JSU. But uh, to answer your question, I am a native of Jackson, Mississippi, and was actually born and raised uh, just a few blocks from Jackson State University. Uh, I enrolled at JSU, uh, class of 1999. I graduated with a degree in political science, and I then attended the University of Mississippi, where I earned my Juris Doctor. Uh, after law school, served as an EEO specialist with the Department of Homeland Security, also had a private practice for a few years before I returned to Jackson State in 2012 uh, as Chief uh, Diversity Officer and EEO Officer. Uh, from there, I was able to move up. I also carried the duties of Title IX Coordinator. I was Chief Operating Officer under uh, then Interim President Dr. Rod Page. And under the previous administration, I was uh, Special Assistant to the President and Chief Diversity Officer. And of course, I was named acting president in February 2020 and was named president this past November. Wow. So um, you're you are highly familiar with Jackson State University. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, I this may seem like sort of an obvious question, but I guess I'm curious about um, why did you want to lead an HBCU and what are your uh, motivations for doing it? Because I'm sure with all of your expertise, you could lead so many different types of institutions, but why an HBCU? Well, leading an HBCU is really an opportunity to make a true impact on the Black community and the community at large. Uh, and we do this by helping our students attain their educational goals and become global leaders who think critically, address these societal problems, and compete effectively. That is, in fact, our mission here at Jackson State University. And it's really that JSU history and legacy and being a part of that transformational change uh, that we are a part of. Uh, also, JSU, as I said before, is my alma mater. I'm only the second alumni to be president of JSU, and that is a designation that I do not take lightly. Uh, not everyone has an opportunity to lead a university to help mold them into the person they are today. So just a tremendous opportunity and a tremendous responsibility, especially during this critical time, to lead an HBCU like Jackson State University. So I'm curious, um, 
you mentioned Jay, you know, being doing your undergrad at JSU and it molded you into the person that you are today. Um, what what was it like uh, when you were a student at, at JSU? Uh, I enjoyed my time here at Jackson State University. Uh, we offer a really a great student experience here. Uh, of course, you know, you come here, you handle your business and you graduate. But during that time, uh, just a wealth of opportunities to uh, make friends, uh, to be a part of the overall campus culture, to serve your community. Uh, Jackson State is an awesome place uh, to achieve your education. And I was very happy to be a part of that. Oh, great, great. Um, so here's something I really wanted to ask you about. As I mentioned earlier, you became, um, you know, the, the um, official president in November of 2020. And um, so you haven't been president that long. And in fact, most of your presidency has been, I think, during the COVID pandemic. Correct. And I am curious about, and I've been asking a lot of people this, but I'm curious about what has that been like in terms of leadership and challenges and, and just, you know, another question, like, how do you take care of yourself in the midst of all of that stress? Because I can just imagine that it's got to be stressful. Well, of course, it was not an ideal situation to really less than a month into your presidency be confronted with the pandemic and then a subsequent shutdown. Uh, but for us, and I think for a lot of people, uh, the pandemic really exposed areas that needed improvement and also showed those areas where we are strong as an institution. So it gave us the opportunity to make those necessary changes faster than anticipated, but still in a timely fashion. Uh, you know, of course, we were able to move all of our classes online. And since pushing JSU online was one of the institutional priorities, it really sped up that timeline and really helped us push that program, especially for our non-traditional students. Also allowed us to make those needed infrastructural upgrades uh, with regards to our Wi-Fi coverage, uh, making sure our students had access to the proper equipment and our overall technological capacity. Uh, so for again, it, it was not an ideal situation. I'm sure my challenges were no different than a lot of others in my position, but what it did was by exposing some of those areas we need improvement and also identifying some of those stronger areas, it really pushed up the timeline for us to do some of those things that are necessary to really keep pace uh, to where education is going uh, here in this 21st century. Thank you. Thank you. And um, just curious again, like, how do you, um, because I think like a lot of people who want to be presidents of colleges and universities, they are a little worried about, you know, just how you balance like um, your work and family life and, and stress, how you deal with stress. And I'm curious, because it has been such a stressful time, how, how have you been able to do that? Well, you have to take that time for yourself. Of course, you know, you have a awesome responsibility leading such a dynamic and complex institution like Jackson State University, but you have to be strong yourself in order to be a strong leader and be strong for your university. So you do have to take that time out for yourself. Uh, you know, I have two daughters, uh, nine and eight, that will insist that they get their time and their time mm -hmm. is really my time mm -hmm. uh, in terms of relaxing and really doing those family things. So you just have to take that time for yourself. You have to know when to unplug, so to speak. Uh, but you're able to do that because when you're here, you're really putting that work in. So there's really no guilt uh, when you are maybe away from the office for a period of time. Yeah, thanks for answering that. I just have, uh, you know, we have so many uh, people who are aspiring presidents who, 
you know, they're a little hesitant just because they're not sure how they're going to do that. And so I, I always like to ask college presidents about their strategies for um, work-life balance. Um, so another question that I have is, you know, I'm familiar with Jackson State, of course, and it's a really important institution in Mississippi and beyond. And I'm wondering if you can uh, tell people a, a little bit more about the institution, what it's known for, and maybe a little bit about where you see it going in the future. Well, uh, of course, you know, we are known for our marching band, the Sonic Boom of the South, uh, which everyone knows about. Uh, also our athletic tradition, uh, JSU football, and for providing uh, that unparalleled student experience that I spoke of earlier. Uh, but we are more than about entertainment. You know, we offer over 100 uh, degrees uh, at JSU. We're known for supplying much of this region's teaching workforce through our School of Education. Uh, we have a College of Business uh, that's accredited by AACSB, which is an accreditation held by only 5% of business schools worldwide. Uh, we were the first HBCU to sign a pact to become a protege in the NASA Shared Services Program, uh, the only school of public health in the state of Mississippi, uh, and also one of two HBCUs with the clinical uh, doctoral program in psychology. So I can go on and on uh, with these various points of pride, but JSU is really known as an overall comprehensive, Mississippi's comprehensive urban university. That is a designation that we do not take lightly. Uh, we're really serious about our place, not only within the state of Mississippi, but as an HBCU within this entire nation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, I think it's so important to get um, all of those things out there so that people uh, know just, you know, kind of what a powerhouse Jackson State is. So I appreciate you sharing that. No, no, absolutely. And, you know, again, as we move forward, we want to continue to uh, elevate and enhance our academic offerings uh, and improve those overall campus and student experiences. So really uh, bringing Jackson State even more to the forefront. Uh, that's where we want to go. So I do appreciate that opportunity to really highlight uh, some of the great things about Jackson State University. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from our past conversations, I know that you have a goal of wanting to move Jackson State from an R2 to an R1 research institution. Um, and of course, for those people listening, R2, R1 has to do with the Carnegie uh, classifications of research institutions. And being an R1 means that, you know, you're really um, providing the highest caliber of training uh, in research and the highest caliber of uh, research uh, on, across all whole different uh, you know, a variety of platforms. And I guess I'm curious about um, why is that a goal and how do you plan on doing that? Well, you know, what we want to do and the goal is really about emphasizing and highlighting our research efforts and the very brilliant and talented faculty and student researchers who are doing that significant work when it comes to patents, discoveries, and publications. And it's also about JSU uh, impacting not just the United States, but other countries, the international communities uh, with our research efforts. And, and also the last thing, you know, with respect to the why, uh, no, there are no R1 HBCUs. Uh, there are about 10 or so R2 
uh, those of us who fit in that R2 category, but there are no HBCUs that, is, that are in that R1 category. So we want Jackson State to be at the forefront of that effort as you see HBCUs really push higher into those research areas. And a lot of that has to do with external funding. Uh, the percentage of external funding that's available out there and how little of it goes to HBCUs. Uh, we have done well uh, with our external funding in the past and the number of PhDs produced. We want to continue to improve in those areas. Uh, but however, again, we want to get more of those federal contracts and we do want to do better with our STEM expenditures. Uh, investment in STEM is really an investment in the United States and we want to be at the forefront of that effort. So again, it's, it's really about not just pushing JSU to the forefront, it's about highlighting the talented faculty and the students that's doing that work that's really impacting the United States and the world and about helping push HBCUs to the forefront and us getting our fair share of those research dollars that are really out there uh, and, and really waiting for us. Absolutely. I'm glad I'm glad that you said that because I, I just, you know, all the time I keep thinking I wish that people would understand how important it is to invest in HBCUs. And it does seem like more people are starting to do it and, you know, um, which is which is great. But um, just given the contributions that HBCUs have made throughout their entire history, um, when you see those inequities in funding, it can be can be difficult to watch. So. And, and true. And, and I, I'll just add that what you're seeing now is just really the mere tip of the iceberg. What could happen? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad to see these efforts being elevated. I'm glad that HBCUs are, quote unquote, hot right now. But uh, it, it's really the tip of the iceberg. And when you look at the numbers and when you look at the amount of research dollars that go to those R1 institutions, yep. uh, yeah. the billions upon billions of dollars, and you look at what HBCUs get, there is so much more room to grow. And, and again, part of that R2 to R1 push is about equity and is about the equitable distribution of those research dollars that allow us to make an impact uh, throughout the United States, the world, and especially in our communities. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, too. Um, so uh, another thing I'm curious about, uh, you know, all institutions have their challenges. And I'm wondering what are some of the challenges that Jackson State faces? And if you want to comment just in general, maybe on challenges that public HBCUs face, if not, no worries. But what are you know, what are some things that you're grappling with and maybe how are you thinking about solving them? Well, you know, like a lot of HBCUs and, of course, public institutions, uh, there are challenges with the, with the infrastructure, uh, resources, and funding. Uh, you know, one of the more significant issues, Francis, when it comes to infrastructure that impacts HBCUs at this time is the preservation of our campus, our, in our buildings, many of which are historic in nature. Uh, as a result of underfunding, you know, many HBCUs do experience deferred maintenance, uh, which can result in a loss of learning spaces for students. Uh, we were recently, of course, awarded a grant that would help us develop a long-range plan to help us preserve, utilize, and publicize our historical and cultural resources, but not all HBCUs have been fortunate to get those types of resources. So again, that's one of the main issues that I see uh, is just the investment in HBCUs in the areas of infrastructure, really helping us with those resources and funding, particularly on the state side. You know, one word about being a public institution, uh, a lot of times the philanthropic resources do not come our way because of the perception that because we're state funded, there's a ready-made funding source there for us. And while we're very happy and uh, appreciative of the contributions we get from our state, the fact is there is a need for more. 
you know, the state has cut our budget over the number of years. So there is a need for more in terms of resources through the various foundations and other philanthropic sources. And, and we would like to really compete and get our fair share of those. Yeah, I, I would like to see HBCUs get their fair share too. I think it's been a long time coming. So um, I, I'm excited about, uh, you know, your plans for for the future, both in, the, in terms of research and in terms of acquiring more resources. Uh, one thing that I also wanted to ask you about is I know that Jackson State hired Deion Sanders as the football coach recently. Um, that's a really impressive hire. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how that happened and what's your goal with that hire? Well, I, I have to give full credit to our athletic director, Ashley Robinson, uh, who it was really his vision in terms of finding the type of coach that would not only bring JSU back to promise, prominence on the field, but also ignite our fan base, uh, the JSU fan base, and just fans across the country. And so as he and I were talking, and as he talked about, hey, this is the type of coach we need, uh, we were really able to buy into that shared vision. Uh, and once you know, I was able to meet Coach Prime, I mean, just someone who's dedicated to his craft, who really had a vision for how he can come to JSU, a school like JSU in this moment, and really do something that hadn't really been done before in terms of the amount of coverage we've received, uh, in terms of just the overall uh, positivity surrounding the program. So it, it was just the right hire at the right time. Uh, you know, again, he's committed to JSU. Uh, I was acting president at the time. So really a commitment to and a leap of faith in terms of the long-term vision of Jackson State University. So uh, having him here has really reignited our fan base. Uh, it's brought us a lot of positive attention and uh, it's really gone about as well, uh, even better than we really expected initially. So we're very happy to have him here. Uh, we had a really good spring season and we look forward to even more going forward in the future. All right, thank you. I, I do have one, I have one last question. It's kind of a fun question. Um, and that is, uh, if you weren't a college president, a university president, um, what, what, would, what would your dream job be? That's interesting. I, I, that, and I know I've never had that question asked to me before, so I have to think a little bit, but I, I am an attorney by trade, uh, and, and that's what I was doing before then. So I don't know, maybe uh, a judges, I don't think judges work very hard. <laughs> that's always been my working theory. So that would be a way I can put my law degree to use and uh, maybe enjoy a little bit more downtime than I have now. But no, all, in all seriousness, I, I do have the best job in the world, and I, I couldn't think of anything better uh, to be in the leader of your alma mater at this time and at this moment. So very excited about what I'm doing now and very happy uh, to be in this position. Uh, that's a good answer too. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, again, I just appreciate the opportunity to uh, be a part of this podcast. I appreciate the work that you all do in terms of highlighting HBCUs. Uh, certainly, if you want to hear more about Jackson State, uh, www.jsums.edu, uh, wealth of information about the university on our website, and just, you know, check us out. Uh, if there's something there that interests you, definitely get in contact with us. Uh, we would love for all of you to be a part of the JSU family. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Thomas. We, um, we really appreciate you being with us today, and I love learning more about Jackson State, and um, yeah, thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much. 
Jackson State University is a place where lifelong relationships and friendships are established and dreams are realized. JSU continues to be the epitome of HBCU excellence. The Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education ranks JSU as a high research activity institution. At Jackson State University, we are challenging minds and changing lives.